hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm Ron Luce, joined tonight by Juice Man himself. We're talking about a Cubs winner, but before we dive into that one, I'm going to turn it over to my boy Juice. Buddy, how you doing? Ronnie, how you doing, man? It's good to uh, get on one of these for the first time this year. Um, I will say that with my busy schedule, this was the first Cubs game I watched um, pitch to pitch. I, I did jump in um, on some Easter Sunday festivities and watch a little bit, but uh, most of my weekend was um, my sisters bought a new house, so helping her out a little bit, and uh, some other things were uh, going on this weekend and playing some golf and trying to grow on tap golf a little bit, so head over to on tap golf if you guys are uh, golfers listening to the podcast, and uh, yeah, it was good to see a Cubs win today. It sure was juice. And yeah, man, it's good to be back on the mic with you. This feels like uh, just a sense of normalcy for us here over at Cubs on tap. But uh, like I said, man, we get to talk about a Cubs winner tonight. Uh, Very exciting. Uh, Just quickly, we'll run through some of the scoring action. Uh, The Cubs did win tonight five to three over the the Milwaukee Brewers, Uh, arguably just as hated. Well, maybe not in juice's eyes, but just as hated as the St. Louis Cardinals by some. Um, No scoring in this one. Actually, both pitchers throwing gems. Well into the fourth inning, uh, but it was the Cubs that broke out first. Wilson Contreras had his first home run of the season with Ian Happ on base, and that ball perfectly hit center field. And it is his first of the year, and the Cubs were up 2 nothing early. And <laughs> this is where it gets fun, ladies and gentlemen. Not too long after, Javier Baez comes up, and he hits a home run to right center, and that made it 3 nothing. And we like back-to-back jacks because those are cool and tough here at ONTAP Sports. And David Bodie also gets his first of the season then. So a four-run fourth inning for the Cubs. Um, Felt like that would be all they would need. Uh, Unfortunately, the Brewers made it interesting a little bit later in the top of the seventh. Omar Narvaez, former White Sox catcher. Woof. uh, yeah, big wolf. Uh, he homers on his uh, his first of the season on a ball to right field. Yelich and Abisail Garcia, another White Sox legend, were on base for that one. So it was a three-run shot, cutting the Cubs' uh, lead to only one run. However, Eric Sogard, nerd power, comes through with his tr- first triple of the season down the right field line. Jake Marisnik was on base. He scores, and that's all the Cubs would need as they get out of this one 5-3. to three. Trevor Williams, your winning pitcher tonight. Brett Anderson taking the loss for the Brewers. And Alec Mills, something we'll dive into here a little bit. He picks up the save for the Cubs. So, Juice, um, you know, quickly, just turning it back over to you, some some thoughts on this game tonight. I mean, how awesome was that fourth inning? Yeah, it was good to see the Cubs' bats break out and, uh, you know, play long ball. It's uh, obviously, I think the the moral, the, the kind of the theme of the season so far has been manufacturing runs over the last couple games. And and that's been a breath of fresh air. I think I, I could really get used to, and the Cubs did some of that tonight, uh, but most of the runs were, were obviously off of the long ball and that, and that fourth inning, but first tip the cap to Trevor Williams, man. I mean, that guy was fantastic tonight. I, I was thinking to myself while I was watching the game and when it concluded, it's a banner night for Jed Hoyer in the front office, because if you look at what's happened in the last couple of days and in, in terms of wa- watching Jake, pitch real well and you know obviously Davies yesterday it was was pretty solid and today with Trevor Williams you know these are the three guys that were brought in and they're not the the hardest of throwers either it's we talked a lot in the uh podcast a couple weeks ago about how this was kind of a essentially the Cubs 
we're a science experiment in, in terms of baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different way to look at pitching. And so far um, in the short season that it's been, obviously small, small sample size, it's paid off. But even you go down further in, into the Jed Hoyer moves and you look at guys like Sogard, you look at guys like, you know, Andrew Schaffen, who came in and, and looked fantastic today with not only does that guy look good when he's throwing the baseball, but mm-hmm. that, that stash, man. I mean, that's, we were saying before we even got on this, that uh, Cody was at the game tonight and he had to be just full wrecked the entire time uh, watching his, his boy uh, have a nice outing today and uh, kind of sh- slammed the door on the Brewers as they kind of inched back into this game. But like I said, I, I think it's a banner night for for Jed Hoyer in that front office to just kind of point at, you know, one game so far this season that, you know, they can point and say, hey, you made the right moves, and all of them seem to, you know, Bodie had a home run tonight, and there was a lot of controversy about sending Nico Horner down. And obviously he made an air at second, which I think that this is a 5 nothing win if he doesn't because he, he did drop a double play ball that I thought was probably tailor-made. Mm-hmm. But – you're going to get that out of David Bodie playing at a position that, you know, it's, it's not his main position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can, he can play at second, but obviously as we know, he's more of the third baseman. Um, I, I thought Duffy was great tonight and, and his at bats showed a lot of, um, I think of the things that, that the Cubs kind of haven't had in a while in terms of, you know, having guys like Duffy and Jake Marisnik and Eric Sogard who, you know, they know their place on the team and they don't try to do too much when they go to the plate. And it was just a banner night for Jed, I think. It was great to uh, watch the Cubs kind of handle this one, although it got close. It kind of seemed like they always had uh, control of the game. And um, I I was so happy to see, you know, Cubs baseball on TV again. You know, I th- as this being my first one I watched, it's uh, with fans. You know, there I know there's only 10,000 in there, but it did have an atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. And you could hear, you know, the fans cheer through the home runs in the fourth inning. You could hear, you know, the support when Trevor Williams walked off the field and uh, got the standing. O. while it's only 10,000, it seemed much, much more as the Cub fans who were there were, were loud. And both our guys were there tonight, Joe and Cody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was hoping we could hear him a little bit. And I, they, they made their voices known while they were there. Absolutely. Juice. Well said. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to, to attend Saturday's game, uh, that lovely outing from Jake Arietta. And I agree, you know, it doesn't matter that there's only, you know, it's about 10,300 people, I think is roughly what it is right now. Um, doesn't really matter because it, it still sounds very, very loud. I mean, it, it's certainly not 40, you know, 40 plus thousand like it normally is, but, um, it, it still has an effect nonetheless at the ballpark. And, and you mentioned, uh, you know, Matt Duffy getting the start tonight at third base. A little bit of a different lineup, uh, I think, because of seeing another lefty this early in the season. Um, obviously, Jock Peterson struggling a little bit out the gate. Uh, in this one, he has a couple RBIs, but I don't believe he's recorded a hit yet. So tonight they trotted out Ian Happ in left field. Uh, he obviously led the game off. Contreras was catching. Bryant actually got the start in, in right field. He eventually ended up at third base before the end of this one. Uh, and then Rizzo, Baez, Bodie at their natural positions in order in the lineup. 
Uh, Marisnik taking the center field duties then. Uh, as we mentioned, Duffy then was batting eighth, playing third, and Williams pitching the night. And yeah, Williams, absolutely sensational for those that didn't see his official stat line. Uh, it is a win for Trevor Williams tonight. He goes six innings. Uh, he gave up two hits, two earned runs. Unfortunately, two of those three uh, on that three-run home run were charged to Williams. Uh, but he only walked two, and he struck out six. A really nice night. Um, as you mentioned from Trevor Williams and then uh, Jason Adam comes in, he gets a hold. The only pitch is two thirds of an inning, uh, two hits. He is also charged with an earned run uh, on that home run as well um, by Narvaez. But as you mentioned, Andrew Chafin uh, certainly deserves a fly the W point for his efforts tonight. One and a third for him and a perfect four batters. He strikes out all four just mustache power is at its finest so far. Uh, and then a perfect ninth from Alec Mills with a strikeout as well. So again, excellent effort from the Cubs bullpen, something that, uh, you know, lacked on opening day. Um, the whole pitching staff as a whole didn't look very good. Could have easily been the weather. It was very cold uh, on opening day. But now after three straight games at home in nice climates, good good amount of fans and an excellent atmosphere, this bullpen really seeming to lock it down as well as starting pitching, as you mentioned, Juice. So certainly a lot of good to take away from tonight, but I agree. Um, Cody, uh, when you're listening to this, buddy, uh, I'm sure we'll ask you outside of this podcast, but we would like to know on a level of one to 10, how much your man boner for Andrew Chafin was going off tonight because Chafin, like you said, mustache power for him, man. He not only does he look good on the baseball field, throwing a baseball, he looked good on a field, throwing a baseball. Um, with that excellent flow and that mustache going, um, that man is just an on tap spirit animal of sorts uh, with with the mustache and so forth. But juice, um, you know, some good to take away from tonight's game. Uh, you know, we mentioned the bats, not a ton of hitting, only five hits tonight, not doing a ton. You mentioned kind of the theme of this season so far have been manufacturing runs, three sack flies in the home opener. Yes, it was a loss, but that's something this Cubs team wasn't doing a lot of. Saturday, we saw a lot of excellent base running. Javier Baez, most notably, swiping two bags uh, to set himself up to score a run on a Marisnik single. Um, you know, and even guys like Chris Bryant uh, having an excellent weekend. Now, sadly, uh, Bryant tonight was 0 for 3, and, and Rizzo tonight was 0 for 4, but you got to be pleased with Baez, Bodie, and Contreras all going 1 for 3 and driving in some runs, as you mentioned. Not the same way we've seen it all year, but it's good to know that the Cubs can still get back to the long ball when they need to to manufacture runs. Yeah, it's uh, I actually it's kind of interesting to see the Cubs actually run a little bit too. I mm-hmm. Rizzo had a stolen base as well in there. Um, I know that they've sent Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo actually has a stolen base this year as well. Sure um, but getting the getting the runners moving. I know that in the past the Cubs kind of the whole organization kind of saw is as, as you're giving somebody an out in a lot of those ways, when you're, when you're getting caught stealing at second or trying to steal third. Um, but it's good to see them do things more aggressively. I think that you know, taking that extra base was something that the Cubs have always been pretty good at as a team and just see them kind of take that to the next level and to run more on the base pass and, and, and to send more runners, get them in motion more often. I think that's just maybe the David Ross stamp that we're starting to see on this team. Cause obviously last year, kind of a throwaway year, you can't really judge on a 62 game season. Um, but, but looking at, you know, what's happened this year, it's, it's good to see the beginning of it um, kind of, and, and to mention too, you know, the Cubs won a, a two run game today, but, 
this was a one run game late and the Cubs are winning close ball games. And I think that that's something, if you go back to 2019 was a big problem for them. So early Mm -hmm. on in the year here of them establishing, you know, winning competitive, close baseball games and being that bullpen coming in with little to no room for air is only going to help them down the line because I think it's going to put them in the situations that they're exposed to to succeed later on down the road if we are really looking at a playoff run with this team, mm-hmm. which the way Pitch Lab has has worked these starting these starting pitchers to start the year, um, it seems a lot more likely than maybe we thought. You know, mm-hmm. if this is the the trend for Trevor Williams that he's going to make these uh, competitive pitches or, and to be able to work around the corners of the strike zone with his stuff and, and to have the command that, you know, it's kind of strayed him for a couple of years now. It's really interesting to see this starting five and what they could really piece together. If, all is going well. And obviously we saw some good things out of Jake and we saw some good things out of Kyle Davies and we saw some great things tonight, as I said earlier, and it's great to see, hopefully that kind of transitions into tomorrow's start with Adbert and then the Cubs can get back to the top of the rotation to give Kyle another start, because that's not the Kyle we're going to see from the season, what we saw on opening day. And uh, yeah, like I said, Banner, Banner week so far for the Cubs, I think. You know, obviously they lost on opening day, but it's a good start. They're doing a lot of great things to start the season that um, a lot of their critics said that they weren't going to be able to do. You know, they weren't the team to manufacture runs. Well, they have been. You know, they're mm-hmm. not that they – their starting pitching was a big question mark because they don't have, you know, the high leverage arms that throw 95 and above. But – we're starting to learn that maybe that's not something that you need to have and you Mm -hmm. need to have good strike throwers and the Cubs have that. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over 162 game season, but to start, you got to be happy as a Cubs fan with what's going on. Yeah. 100%. And I almost like that. You said Kyle Davies because he is like a Kyle Hendricks light. Um, And we saw that, right. He had the, he had the two seam changeup matchup going really well on Sunday and really, it was up until that sixth inning that he finally got tattooed a little bit. But then even then, wasn't really that bad. It's still a very solid starting line for him. Jake looked great. I mean, and Jake even said, he said he didn't have his cutter at all in that game. He's just like, I was too fired up. He's like, I was too excited to be back as a Cub. So he didn't even have one of his best pitches, which is his cutter. And yet he still mowed the Pirates down. And sure, everybody's, oh, it's the Pirates. So what? You still got to beat these teams. Like right. it doesn't matter they, who you're. They don't playing. hand you the wins when yeah. you walk out there. Exactly. It's you still got to win, and and I think opening day is a perfect example of that. Sure, the Pirates didn't play their best game, but guess what? They still did enough to win the ball game. They still got to Kyle Hendricks. They still got to the bullpen. They took their walks. You know that that's good plate discipline. Like they still did a lot of good things in that first game. So I agree with you. I think so far a huge weekend for this Cubs front office because you know seeing Trevor Williams uh, step up into the fourth starting role and look like he did tonight. Davies on Sunday, Arietta on Saturday. I mean, we mentioned it. Kyle Hendricks, a guy that we knew what we were getting, but everybody else really a question mark because Jake's later in his career. Davies, you know, a little familiarity for Cubs fans when he was a Brewer, but maybe a little bit of a different pitcher now after a really nice season last year in San Diego. And now Williams who gets out of Pittsburgh, which just seems to be where careers go to die. And 
now all of a sudden looking like kind of he's tapping into that true potential that he's got. So yeah, and you know he looked things. healthy. You know, yes. I, they were. I was listening to six seventy scored uh, today, and they had Sean Marshall on. They're talking about. He was talking about what the psyche of of being a pitcher and being injured does to a lot of a lot of the things in your career. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that not being comfortable with the oblique probably threw off his delivery, opening up too early. You know, showing too much of the baseball. And I think that a lot of what he said is what the Cubs pitch tra- the um, the pitch tracks and you know the the pitch lab that they're talking about. I think that they really went in there, they saw that, and they said, "Hey, this is what you could do to be successful." And the Cubs are one of the best um, organizations in the majors at evaluating that pitcher talent and seeing, "Hey, this is what you got to do to be successful." And it's paying off early, even Kimbrel. You know, they didn't, he didn't pitch tonight, but to comment on what, how he's looked, um, it seems like these guys in the bullpen and in the starting rotation really put a lot of work in. And I think it's because if you look at the starting staff, there's a lot of question marks and a lot of guys that don't know where they're going to be in the future. So a lot of these guys are playing for a contract and in a lot of ways, that's good for, for the Cubs because they get to, you know, bear the fruit of guys who are unproven and have a lot to prove. So I, I think that that's something that uh, is kind of grinded in this in this pitching staff, and it's uh, kind of seeping into the hitters as well. Because obviously, mm-hmm. there's it's all the talk is which one's going to get paid in terms of the core, and they're all going to battle out. They're all going to have their ups and downs over the course of 162. But nobody's really talking about the fact that there's a lot of question marks in the future for the for the rotation as well, and how much of a a kind of a, a a workout or a, a year to prove themselves. This is kind of a transition a of year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it is a very year, weird year. And I, I think you bring up a great point. It really feels like this Cubs team, you know, we've seen a lot of it. I know Jay Hay made a comment that this team, you know, it's a vibe and it kind of is a vibe because it's a very different Cubs team. You know, you, you think back to 2015, they're the up and comers. They're the new kids on the block, kind of the high hopes for a good future, but weren't sure what you were getting yet. They, they had nothing to lose. They were just kids playing, you know, having fun, a young team 2016. Then they amped up the ante. They're like, Hey, we can get there. We know it's possible. And they win a world series. They end the longest drought in sports. And then 17, 18, 19, you could argue they were, they were the favorite and it maybe got to them a little bit. Maybe they didn't play their hardest because they're like, we got this. We're the favorite. Why do we need to play the hardest we can? And, you know, you heard the comments about Javi not getting up for games until like it, he's in the game. And that's tough. It's tough as a player to try and make that in-game adjustment when you're not ready for the game mentally going in. So, you know, now this year, it feels like they have that kind of chip on their shoulder. Like you said, guys are all playing for contracts up and down this entire lineup. I mean, we can just talk about in tonight's game alone. Ian Happ, sure, he's got team control for a little bit, but he wants to get extended. Wilson Contreras. He has another year of team control. He wants to stay. And then obviously your, your three, four, five guys tonight, Bryant Rizzo Baez, all playing for new contracts. David Bodie, I mean, he's locked up for at least another, what, two years, I believe. But, you know, Mariznick is here on a one-year deal. Duffy's on a prove-it deal. Williams is on a one-year deal. I mean, that entire pitching staff, really, outside of Adbert and Kyle, are on just deals for this season. I mean, Literally 60% of this rotation going into next year could look completely different. Now, granted, do I think it will? Maybe not. I think a guy like Davies could play himself into a new contract with the Cubs, maybe a two-year deal or something, because he's still young enough. you know. But maybe the Cubs think some of their youth is ready. And Kyle Hendricks is kind of that 
old man on the block, you know, with Adbert, who's gotten a taste, who's, who's going to start tomorrow. We're going to get to that here in a, in a few minutes, but you know, we don't know what that rotation is going to look like. We don't know where Jake Arrieta, Zach Davies and Trevor Williams are going to be next year because there's nothing guaranteed right now because they are on one year contracts. So I agree. This is a gritty Cubs team. And yeah, it, you it, know, as I sat here and I listened to you say that it's almost like the Cubs version of, of the major league movies, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the perfect yeah. kind of comparison because essentially ownership has refused to give you the money. Yep. And they've kind of bowed out on adding to this team. Yep. And now you have a bunch of guys who are on prove it deals Mm -hmm. and there's only one thing left to do when the whole fucking thing. So, you know, really when you look at that's, this is the Cubs version of major league and it'll be interesting to see um, how far they can go. You know, how many pieces of that, you know, board of Tom Ricketts with the clothing they can peel off until, you know, they get to get to the playoffs because that was the whole major league thing, right? Where they had the the board with the owner on that and they were peeling off the, the mm-hmm. leopard spotted, uh, what was that? The leopard spotted like spandex outfit she was in. Something like that. Uh, yeah. I hope that Tom Ricketts isn't in something like that in the, uh, in the clubhouse, but uh, it, whatever motivates them, man, Hey, to, to each their own. Yeah. And it, and it kind of feels like this team, sets up well for David Ross's managerial style too, right? Like we all, we all talked about it, right? When Ricky Renteria was here, believe it or not, I think he was a good transition manager in that 2014 season. I really do. I think he, you know, helped some of these young guys just get their feet under them. You know, guys like Javier Baez who debuted that season. You had Rizzo who was a big part of the future. You know, they were able to kind of get ready for what was coming. Uh, And then Joe was kind of the perfect guy to take over and like go win go win with a young club, you know, because they were young and I don't want to say too stupid to like not get sick of Joe's antics, but kind of too stupid to get sick of Joe's antics. So they were the perfect team to go win it with him. And now it feels like they're really in a perfect transition time with a guy like David Ross, a blue collar player as, as you know, his career, he was always a backup for the most part, um, really outside of some time with the Dodgers and then some time with the Reds. He pretty much was a backup catcher for majority of his career. And um, I, I know I, I've said it multiple times before, and I think I've influenced you to read it juice, but his book teammate talks a lot about that. And you, you kind of see where now he's developing that managerial style. Hey, we're going to be, tough SOBs on the base paths. We're going to run like a motherfucker. Why not? Why not put guys in motion? We have athletes on this team. That's probably what Ross is thinking. And they are, they're running a lot and that's, they're kind of winning, you know, manufacturing runs. Like you mentioned juice and you know, they're not winning pretty anymore by the long ball. Dare I say it. I, I joked with our friends over at socks on tap about, you know, if the socks are going to win this year, it feels like they got to win ugly. Like that 83 team did. It kind of feels like the Cubs might, Take on that mantra too. Maybe not winning ugly, but kind of winning gritty is kind yeah. of the way I, I define it. Yeah, and and this was if you've watched a theme over the last couple of ball games, it, it it has been gritty. You know, it hasn't been pretty. The Cubs haven't been winning ten to ten to one, or you know, slamming the ball around the ball around the ballpark and gassing people up. And but hey, man, if you win twenty to one or one to nothing and you walk the bases loaded all the time and, and end up getting out of it. All of it doesn't matter as long as you're, you're tapping a, a W into that column. So yeah, it's, it's, I like that. The, the winning ugly kind of, kind of deal from the 83. Let's hope that the Cubs are uh, winning ugly a lot this year. Cause honestly, I think that uh, the games that we've watched have been really entertaining and it's been fun to watch the Cubs 
kind of take a different approach. You'll, you know, from the, uh, the constant strikeouts, there's been a lot of guys who, um, have worked the ball around this year and, uh, it's been nice to see early on. Let's hope that this, uh, trend continues. Absolutely. I agree with you, Juice. And I, I think you've you've set us up perfectly now to transition um, to preview tomorrow's game. But just really quickly, I will turn it over to you. Uh, one final thought for us uh, on tonight's win over the Brewers. Yeah, banner night for, for Jed Hoyer and the crew. Uh, hang your hat on it because, you know, the days that uh, Duffy or Sogard are in the lineup and they go 0 for 4, just remember back to tonight because they are checking some boxes into the W column for the Cubs. Um, and it's hard to remember that in the moment, but Jed tonight should a glass of milk and some cookies before he goes to bed because he earned them tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like you said, juice, I think the depth of this team is really starting to show out my final thought, more of a question just opposed to the listeners and even to you juice. No, we're not going to answer it. I don't think right now, because I think it's something to, to watch over the course of the season as games are, are played. And maybe we start to reach that 30, 40 game mark. What's Alec Mills's role on this team. Seen a lot of one inning out of him. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, he gets a save tonight. Uh, obviously Kimbrell worked two days in a row, so it makes sense. I didn't expect to see Kimbrell tonight, although he has looked damn good in those two games. Hopefully we get more of dirty Craig the rest of the year. Um, but I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what we get out of Alec Mills um, as the season rolls on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we finish up here talking about the Cubs 5-3 win over the Brewers, we do want to remind you that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You go ahead and check out all of our work over at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at On Tap Sportsnet on social media. You can also find us, Cubs on Tap. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Cubbies on Tap. That's C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap. Um, you can see everything from tweets to more content and so much more there. Once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. The ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. All right, Juice, here we go, buddy. The 1-3 Brewers will take on the 3-1 Cubs tomorrow night. Tuesday, April 6th, that beautiful Wrigley Field here in Chicago, Illinois. First pitch between the Brewers and Cubs is scheduled for 6.40 p.m. Central Daylight Time. If you are in the Brewers market, you can listen to that game with the Brewers feed on WTMJ 620, which is the Brewers radio network. You can also watch said game on Valley Sports Wisconsin. And if you're in the Cubs network, or excuse me, in the Cubs market, you can listen to the game on 6.70 The Score. Pat and Ron will be over there. You can listen to them, or you can tune into Marquee Sports Network to hear Boog and JD take the mic as the Cubs and Brewers square off. And the Brewers will be trotting out right-handed pitcher Freddie Peralta. Um, he already has six Ks uh, this season, um, but he will get the start for the Brew crew uh, tomorrow night. And then Albert Alzali makes his season appearance um, very excited. I think all of us here at Cubs on Tap are excited to see Adbert pitch uh, in tomorrow's game. Obviously, a lot of upside. He looked really good in the shortened game or shortened season, excuse me, last year. Um, you know, throwing heat and 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 having a lot of movement um, on some of his other pitches. So, Juice, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you. A little breakdown of you know maybe what you're expecting to see in tomorrow's game, um, and then before you know, I'll. Uh, We'll go ahead and we'll leave the fly the W player toward the very end of this thing. But I'm going to go ahead and break it, let you break it down here. What we're what we're going to see out of the Brewers and Cubs tomorrow? Yeah, Ron. You know, uh, I I'm a weather whore, as you know, and tomorrow's going to be a really warm night. 
it seems like a really nice uh, spring night. So if you're going to the game, uh, lucky you. Um, but it'll be uh, it'd be a night for Edbert to keep the ball in the ballpark. I think mm-hmm. I think that's the um, mantra for him tonight to have that slider going. You know, we've heard all about his off speed stuff, him working with Jake and uh, collaborating on different ways to throw pitches and how to set hitters up. It'll be interesting to see Edbert go and gain some confidence, hopefully early. You know, I think the good, the big thing for Trevor Williams tonight, obviously being so nervous for his start, you know, at Wrigley Field in front of his family was to have a really solid first inning, which he did. Obviously, he uh, one, two, three inning, real quick, seven minute. I'm hoping that Edbert can get out early on, establish, get the Cubs back into the dugout to to go and hit. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, this Cubs team continue to manufacture runs. I think. At the end of the day, early games in April, I know it's going to be warm tomorrow, but teams are still getting settled into their routines. Uh, it's always hard, It always seems hard to score in April, no matter what team you are. Um, so early leads and um, early runs are, are hard to come by. So let's hope that we, they can jump on them early and Adbert can settle in. And this could be another one of those, you know, 5-2 games, 5-1 be really nice to see the Cubs, you know, score within five to six runs because it seems like when they get around that, they win pretty often. You know, obviously no Kimbrel tonight, so you'll uh, be able to throw Kimbrel back out there, maybe in a save situation tomorrow. Um, but it'll be interesting. You know, obviously Alec Mills pitched tonight, but I would wonder if he's still available. You know, pending how Adbert comes out, and I don't know if David Ross really wants to push him too hard. Maybe this is a situation where. You get four or five out of Adbert, and you kind of turn it over to Mills until you can get to Kimbrel, just to you know kind of bridge the gap and and to keep Adbert, you know, confident about his stuff early on in the season. Because I think this is a kid that you gotta you, you got a baby in terms of giving him the confidence to have success early to keep building and then you can kind of take the training wheels off and see how it how it goes i think they're going to do very much the same to braylon marquez when he eventually comes up and hopefully he's starting um in this rotation as well but you know looking towards tomorrow keep the ball in the ballpark try to put four to five really solid innings in and then obviously maybe alec mills is available or the cubs can find you know some guys in that bullpen to bridge when you get to kimbrell um, and jump early on this team to get Milwaukee behind because, as we've seen for the last couple we- couple years from Milwaukee, this offense is not something to be scared of, um, and it's really hard for a team like that to play from behind when you don't have the firepower at the bottom of the lineup to really offset, um, you know, early, dr- early, early, you know, uh, getting behind. So let's hope that uh, they can get, you know, some runs early and Adbert can uh, settle in and, and do some good stuff tomorrow. I think tomorrow's a building block. If he doesn't get the win, but he shows four to five good innings of great stuff. I think it's a win for the Cubs because this is a kid that you're going to try to build your rotation with in the future. And while I know that the Cubs are still trying to contend for a division this year and, and a world series run, his success I think is paramount to what the Cubs are going to be doing in 2023, 2024, and beyond. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really solid to see that the Cubs uh, and Adbert, you know, have a good plan going into tomorrow and uh, he can execute 
and show some of his stuff that he showed from last year late because he, he had a really solid season at the end of 2020. Small sample size, but it was I was happy to see uh, the progression that he showed from the beginning to the end. Yeah, well said. I, I mean, quite a thorough breakdown from you there, Juice. But a lot of good things in there, like you said. I mean, Adbert's success, um, you know, and his growth really in this season is going to be just as important as wins and losses, I think, for this 2021 Cubs team. They're kind of, like we said, in a weird place they're kind of in a transition year right hey we're still good enough to compete the nl central's absolute dog shit so we might as well go for it but at the same time let's bring these young guys along because like you said that sets up the success then for this team in 2022 2023 2024 and beyond you know as some of these kids now that this system has begun to produce guys like braylon marquez brennan davis just to name a few um are starting to you know really knock on the on the major league door uh and try and find a spot within this team and you know, kind of going back to why they've, they've probably had so many one-year contracts to this point. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think Mills tomorrow night certainly makes a, a possibility of sense. Uh, very intrigued. Maybe we see a guy like Dylan Maples, uh, Dan Winkler, and um, Ryan Tapera. I don't think have worked too much yet either, so maybe we see those guys tomorrow night. Um, you know, say Adbert goes five, uh, you know, in those three innings of work, maybe you see a, a Winkler to para, maybe even Mills, if he's willing to go one, you know, maybe you kind of see some some combination of that to get you to Kimbrel uh, if it's that close. And, and hopefully it's not. And maybe they can just trot, you know, Mills out there in the eighth. And if it, you know they get a couple insurance runs or something in the eighth, he just goes out and pitches the ninth again. And, you know, then it gets maybe a day or two off, um, you know, especially with, uh, excuse me, Wednesday being a quick turnaround going from a night game to a day game uh, against the Brewers then at 120. But um, yeah, well said, man. I I'm looking forward to seeing Elsley on the mound tomorrow, uh, not only because he's on my fantasy team, but because, as you mentioned, uh, it's going to be cool uh, to see him develop and see what he can come out and do. So, Juice, I'm going to turn it back over to you, man. Um, we'll finish up with a quick fly the W pick and we'll uh, we'll get out of here for the night. Yeah, not a lot of success as I looked at Peralta for uh, tomorrow in the Cubs lineup. But one guy who uh, went the opposite way tonight for a home run uh, is Javi Baez, and he's he's hit three thirty three against him. See him a couple times. Um, I do hope that uh, Javi Apo Javi is is good for Cub fans, and it's good for Absolutely. baseball. And once these teams start to come back to him, it's going to be dangerous to watch Javi Baez hit again. And uh, it was good to see him go oppo tonight. Um, so I'm going to take Javi Baez for tomorrow. I love that. I love that a lot. Oppo taco Javi tonight was was beautiful. Um, I agree. I mean, oppo opposite field the Javi Baez means a successful Javi Baez, and I think we saw that in his runner up season. And and we talk, you know, it was talked quite a bit, uh, not only in you know, amongst fans, but just in media in general, you know, Hey, Javi's taking the ball the other way a lot this year. And I think that was a big part of his success. So, you know, he's got the iPad now and we're seeing it. He's making in-game adjustments. He's doing really well at the plate so far. I mean, it's early again, small sample size, but um, you know, seeing more of that out of Javi this season will be good. And, and what better day than the next day to, to get that trend going. So I like that Javi bias pick. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe um, I'm going to reach. No, actually, you know what? I'm not going to reach. It's a revenge tour year for this guy. He had That's a really fair. good weekend. He had a really good weekend. He did. He was just sensational. Two hits on Sunday, a home run that, I mean, was probably the highest home run I think I've ever see, seen in my entire life. I know <laughs> the wind was blowing that. out. But he does that. Boy, oh, boy, when you're six foot five or whatever he is, you can muscle balls out of the ballpark like that. And I'm taking KB. Give me Chris Bryant tomorrow night. 
I, I think he he gets on Peralta. Maybe he gets a home run. Hell, I don't care if he's not hitting home runs because guess what? Chris Bryant is enough of a complete hitter where you know if he goes two for three in a game with a, a two bagger, a run, uh, you know, and and maybe he's he's running a little more. I mean, Chris Bryant's probably the you know arguably the best natural base runner on this team. He makes it look so effortless. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a big night out of KB. I want KB to be a part of this future. I want all the guys to be a part of the future. And I know that might not be realistic money. You got to make the money work. But if this is the last year we're going to get KB, I want to see this revenge tour in full effect. And, and I think he continues that tomorrow against Milwaukee. So I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Bryant. Love that. As my fly the W player. Yeah. He was, I'm feeling... he was second on my list behind Javi. It's just after seeing Javi last night with Oppo, I didn't have a choice because I think that that's something that, uh, when Javi's going that way, it means that he's coming around. I think that if it's not tonight or if it's not tomorrow night, it'll be uh, maybe he has a big game Wednesday too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think both of those guys too, right, are, are so so paramount to the success of the Cubs this year because when they have good years, usually those those wins will come along with that. Um, you know, and I think another guy uh, worth mentioning, maybe a little bit of an honorable mention pick even tonight, Wilson Contreras. Uh, yep. Good to see you know him going. And I mean – even in that leadoff spot on Saturday, he was 0 for 2, but he drew two walks. And that's yep. big. That's big when you guys uh, at the top of the order are getting on base, something that, holy shit, we did not see a lot of in years past. So that's uh, that has certainly been nice to see. But, Juice, I'll turn it over to you, man, real quick. You got any last words for us before we get out of here? Well, the stupid Cardinals won today. And <laughs> uh, I was praying to God they'd lose. But, uh, Last thoughts, not Cub related, but uh, congrats to the Baylor Bears for uh, winning the NCAA basketball championship. What a great March Madness it was. And uh, it's officially baseball season. It is officially baseball season. uh, Let's enjoy the ride. Enjoy the roller coaster. I'm excited to uh, do these podcasts with you guys. we got a great crew over here. Like I said, it's my first one on this for the season. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, talk baseball with you guys uh, over the course of 162. Let's hope after 162, um, we got 16 more wins after that. Absolutely. And, 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 and Juice, I agree with you. The stupid Cardinals um, want to air out a quick grievance here. I, I love the fact that my boy Nick Castellanos can yell in somebody's face and get suspended two games. And, well, and yet the Cardinals claim they're such a clean franchise, and I just think they're a garbage. also love somebody brought it up, thought it was actually kind of funny how the MLB will suspend Castellanos for two games, yet they won't suspend anybody that was in that Astros lineup in 2017. So, yeah, well, I, I love the uh, hypocrisy from uh, the MLB. Let's just say that office. the Cardinals are they're about as clean as Yachty's chess protector. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a Cardinal um, organization for you. But when you – reside in a trash city such as st louis i mean what can you what can you say you gotta expect the just the fact that st louis is trash and uh trash all around it and it breeds more trash so um fuck the cardinals and uh let's get another dub tonight and stay in first place absolutely buddy and i i will i will say this and we'll get out of here the cardinals are trash but you know what's not trash the cubs are in first place Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we'll get out of here. Let's go, Cubbies. Let's go, Cubbies.